Hello and welcome to the podcast from Scoop Empire. This is Behind the Scoop with Mark. It's Wednesday, the 25th of May. If you didn't hear the podcast yesterday, it's a really good one. It's all about the Cannes Film Festival behind the scenes with Anise Goha, uh, who is my gossip monger on all things movies and also someone who protests too much about how much hard work being at the Cannes Film Festival is. See if it sounds like hard work to you. Uh, she's wonderful and it's a good listen. Do check it out. On today's podcast, we'll be talking to Mustafa, also known as Misty, a DJ and music producer who talks a lot about a guy called Alan. And you'll find out why in just a little bit. He's a lovely guy and he'll be talking about his journey of becoming a DJ and making music, going viral. And also he'll be playing at the Sandbox Festival in Guna this weekend. And we'll chat about that as well. But first, here's some news stories making headlines. A few grim ones today. So let's start with something quite happy. Let's talk about Eid el-Adha, which is on the way and will be here in no time. Uh, the residents of the UAE have been given four days off. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And of course, definitely nobody across the Middle East will be bridging that to the weekend. Now, I don't know about you, but my Facebook is full of that little court case between that fella from Pirates of the Caribbean, who's a little bit mental and a little bit angry sometimes, and the wonderful activist and science advocate and humanitarian Amber Heard, which of course seems to be the opinion of literally nobody, apart from me and Amber Heard, perhaps. But there is a couple who looks at Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and this absolute unseemly soap opera from hell and goes, we can do better than that. And that's Hossam Habib and Shireen Abdul-Wahab. Shireen, of course, courted controversy last year after having a haircut when she split up with her husband. But now he's gone just a little bit further and been arrested with a gun. According to reports, Habib had just popped around to discuss agreements about finishing an art project. When police spoke to Habib at Shireen's villa in Sheikh Zayed, he was carrying a gun, which he had a license for, so he claimed, but the police did take possession of it. But you know, when you go around to your ex to discuss an art project, you never know how dangerous it can be in those compounds of Sheikh Zayed. And finally, let's talk about this. Before I get into it, I want to say that I love America. I appreciate all its culture, music, arts, uh, philosophers, science, technology, and uh, love so many things about it. However, there are some things that are as American as apple pie. Almost all serial killers emanate from America and are white. Almost all massacres, especially in schools, are done by white people in America. And the latest massacre, in fact, the second in the last week, took place yesterday. An 18-year-old gunman turned up at a school, an elementary school, and shot 19 children and two adults before being shot by law enforcement officers. Before he turned up at the school, he'd also shot his grandmother. This comes just a few days after 10 people were killed in New York State by a white supremacist who'd carefully planned and researched the place he wanted to find the most black people. He drove for three hours before beginning his killing spree and then being arrested by the police. Just a few statistics from America 19 weeks into 2022. There have already been 199 mass shootings. Since the first big high school shooting 20 years ago, the Columbine Massacre, 
554 children at schools have been shot dead. And there's one thing they usually have in common, almost all of them, is that they are white, pathetic, have terrible taste in music, and also can't grow a moustache properly, seems to be a trend. A couple more stats for you. 4% of the world's population is in the US. 35% of all the guns are in the US. There are 393 million guns owned by people in the US. They are owned by just 22% of the population. And of course, aside from all the usual thoughts and prayers, nothing will be done. Now, away from the horrors of what's in the news around the world today, here in Egypt, people are preparing for a massive dance festival at Guna this weekend. It is a yearly event. It's Sandbox. And one of the DJs playing is a music producer and DJ called Misty. And he joins me on the podcast right now. Hello, Misty. Hey, Mark. How are you? Very well. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. You have a thing that's been like going viral, uh, this track. How long ago now? Things, one of the main track in the EP that I released last November. I actually finished it November 2020 and it got released 2021. Did something happen in between? Um, Just me, uh, you know... Um, like little pandemic doubting myself no the oh. pandemic had nothing to do with it yeah it was just, oh, right. just self-doubt no maybe i need to give it some time i'm not really re- ready to send that send out some labels i don't get rejected it was more of some self-doubt but would it have taken off in a pandemic actually uh it's good that, good that you mentioned this because um i actually signed the track i think um with alan dixon so it could have been released at any given time considering that you know both tracks are very you know um, they fit perfectly with the summer but uh, I think Alan really wanted to wait a bit until, like, you know, the clubs were open. I think everything in Europe at that time was were closed. Until we felt like maybe November was a good time to release it. And with the release date, we actually planned, like, a release party in Cairo Jazz 610. Alan is actually uh, the label owner of Love Attack Records. And he's one of the most prominent uh, music producers and DJs in the electronic music scene right now. I felt like maybe it was the perfect place to send my music because we have a like, very similar sound. So I emailed him uh, with the two tracks and he got back to me instantly. He's like, man, they're really cool. I want to sign these uh, on Love Attack. So did you have a stable career? Because I've spoken to many people uh, on the podcast whose parents were horrified by them (laughs) uh, paying for a good education and then going off and doing something artistic. And the podcast is littered uh, with that story. (laughs) Did you have a good education and a good job and now you're frittering it all away on making music? According <laughs> so to I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, actually what you're saying, what you're describing right now is exactly uh, my story. Like I'll, I'll take you for, to, the, to the beginning of it all. So uh, I, was, I was kind of privileged. I was in a, my parents sent me to a very good school, international school. Um, I did GCSEs and A-levels. So uh, I was in this like British system and stuff and it was very strict, very disciplined. And then I went to AUC and I started political science and international relations. But then the thing is, I've been DJing since I was 15 years old. This idea of me wanting to DJ was like very ingrained in my family from a very long time ago. So it wasn't like a surprise, you know, overnight, hey, you know, I want to pursue DJing, you know, uh, live with it. It Was, was your mom a DJ? You know, they... No, no, she wasn't actually. But my <laughs> mom is, was very supportive since day one. You said that being a DJ was ingrained in you from a young age. Yeah, no, it's because um, 
uh, when I was younger, you know, my family would always see me buying equipment, playing music at home and to my friends. I used to burn music on CDs for my friends, you know, like burn albums and stuff. So uh, it was what something are, I was what really are involved CDs in. Again? Yeah, exactly. What are CDs? <laughs> Maybe we need to explain that. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a lot. Of, a lot has changed, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> But then again, I was always pushed to try to get a, a, a you know, formal, you know, job and work in the corporate world, which is something I, I was never added question for me. It's something I've been wanting to do. So I did work in development consulting and market research for for six years, and then I decided, okay, I'm, I want to give music, you know, a full time, you know, uh, dedication. Because realistically, Mark, you know, I have, to, I have to say this for anyone out there. You might think making music as a DJ or a music producer is easy, but it's actually a full-time job. If you really want to get, you know, uh, like the good results in, in music that you're, you know, and the targets that you really set for yourself. So I decided, you know, I was going to quit. I think it was around 2016. Yeah, I decided uh, I'm going to quit my job and focus on music for like a year. I almost lost my mind. You know, from uh, waking up, going into the studio, then finishing the studio and going back to sleep was just something that was, uh, it didn't work for me. You know, I had to feel like I need to look forward to what I'm doing. I couldn't really, I had some issues, you know, managing my time and stuff and like the discipline. So ironically, um, I actually went back to work and uh, I actually formed a company. It's a digital marketing company called Cord. Uh, we work mainly in the entertainment industry. But the time that, I, you know, in the last uh, three years, that I uh, formed this company, I've been more productive than that one year where I was, you know, uh, focusing on music only. Does making music, producing music in the literal sense, DJing for people make you yeah. more happy? Of course. It's, it's, a, it's a different kind of happy because in the end of the day, this is like my passion. This is something I've been you know, doing since I was 15. So, you know, if you, t- if you talk to anyone and you ask them, you know, what do you do in your free time? They'll probably tell you, you know, I hang out with friends or I, I'm, I play games, you know, or I, I, I do a sport. But for me, it's uh, I admit I have free time. I just lock myself in the studio and I either you know browse for music or start producing music. So it's something I can't live without. You know, it's like for example, I don't know, Mark. Do you go for a jog every day? This is you know, it's part of your routine. For me, making music is my routine. You know, I've never been for a jog, but I have. <laughs> but I have been uh, working in radio since I was fifteen. In, in all my spare time, every exactly. moment that I had, I was in a studio, cutting things, splicing things, as we used to do. Uh, oh, my God, it sounds so old. Um, editing, <laughs> editing things, uh, trying things. And that was when I was 15. And that's uh, and I've been yeah. doing that now for ever since, six years now. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's almost the same for me. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, mentally and emotionally, of course, it's rewarding. You know, if you're playing, if you're performing to people and you're playing and then you see the reaction uh, of you know the music you're playing and then also see the reaction of the music you're making and seeing how people respond to it it's it's euphoric you know like it can't, you can't really put it uh, put it to words so that's something you know that I always look forward to and something that obviously keeps me going um so yeah so the the reward from there is, is beautiful of course so how do you go from being somebody who is interested in music someone who's producing music someone who is maybe a dj at parties or at bars to being someone who's doing it as a profession, how do you make that yeah. transition? I know for a fact, like a lot of like you know um, DJs, they they struggle with you know trying to make a financial living out of it because you know nowadays the market is so saturated. There's so many DJs, and um, obviously when you have so many DJs, the competition becomes much harder. During the pandemic, I used to get people like uh, some DJ courses and stuff, and really help them, you know. Uh, cut corners and like you know try and improve their skills a bit and i was always seeing that this was like the main thing they complained 
uh, or how do I, you know, I get my name out there. How do I get promoters and clubs interested in booking me? And, you know, how, I want to focus on music only. Is this, you know, a good way to make a financial, you know, living or not? Do you feel like when you're talking to your students, when people that you're uh, teaching about DJing and people have exactly the same amount of enthusiasm and passion that you had and that everybody has, that there isn't the outlets do you tell them that there aren't those outlets anymore? I I, I try to be as realistic as possible, but without you know, um, uh, you know, in the end, they don't want to really destroy anyone's, uh, <laughs> you know, anyone's. Uh, you want to be the Simon Cowell <laughs> of. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, but it, realistically, it it is becoming much more harder for you know breakthrough artists to you know become part of the scene or to really be put on a platform to to really shine. So you're going to be playing at Sandbox. Now, um, for anybody who doesn't know what Sandbox is, I've been to Sandbox, and it's the most wonderful uh, weekend ever. Um, it's for great, anybody yeah? who doesn't know, uh, tell yeah. people what it is. Yeah, so Sandbox is um, Egypt's uh, main and biggest music festival uh, hosted by organizers called Nassel that I've actually been doing this, I think, since 2015. It started off as a very small concept in, uh, in Guna, which is, I think is the most beautiful place in the world. And it started developing each year uh, to become the, the big monster that it is now. Um, it's a lovely music festival by the beach, uh, and it's intimate. It's around, like I think, three to 4,000 people that attend with like two or three stages that happen you know, uh, simultaneously at the same time. And um, yeah, I was uh, very happy to have them call me again for this year. And uh, I'm playing a main stage on Thursday night from seven to nine. Um, and then after me is this uh, DJ called Yulia Nico, who I think is Russian. I'm not sure where she's from, but uh, yeah, she's uh, she's quite good. Like like it. The lineup itself, yeah, the lineup is uh, is pretty interesting. It's a nice mix between live acts and DJs from abroad and live acts and DJs from Egypt. And so the festival you... is beautiful. It's uh, it's, a, it's always nice because, uh, you know, the community in Guna is beautiful. Um, everything in Guna is five minutes away, so it gives you a nice time to, like, disconnect away from Cairo traffic and stuff. And um, it gives you a chance to really explore and listen to a lot of new acts, which is, like, primarily the most important thing about music festivals. I was very frightened about going to Sandbox the first time. I think it was about four years ago, I think I went. Um, <laughs> uh, and... It wasn't anything that I thought it would be. It was just a really lovely weekend with lots of very nice people and is, yeah. people who have become since uh, lifelong friends. And it's a really lovely way to spend a weekend. Yeah, I've I always said like um, in Sandbox, uh, despite it being a music festival, the unique selling point of it is like, you know, the, the vibe and the people, you know, that, that attend. I always say music is the cherry on top. So yeah, Sandbox is lovely. You know, I, I, I go every year and me and all my friends. And it has so many more things. It has not just the beach and the different DJs and the different uh, stages, the food or whatever, but it has a kid's playground. <laughs> I think we're all kids when we're there as well. Right. <laughs> Despite the age. <laughs> it was, it's, it's such good fun. And I, I wish you the best. Yeah. What can people expect? Thank people you. listening right now who are going to be going to Sandbox uh this weekend uh what can they expect from you misty well i think if you've if you've heard me throughout the years you know that i have a very uh i don't, I don't want to say like a distinct sound because the end day I, I i feel like or i believe i play like a, a wide range of music and um that's what i enjoy most i i believe 
being a good DJ is being unpredictable and not guessing what you can play next. So this is what I'm going to try and do. Hopefully, you know, uh, the game plan works, you know. Um, expect some nice uh And you're playing Thursday, music. so you'll be sober. Uh, yeah, sober, of course. <laughs> you enjoy the rest of the weekend. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly. Finish work early and then party for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> That's the plan, you know. I'm happy I'm playing Thursday. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I've really enjoyed thank talking you, to you. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Best of luck this weekend. I mean, you don't need it, but I'm sure it's going to be an amazing weekend. So thank you very much for joining me on the podcast. <laughs> thank you, Mark. It was my pleasure. Thank uh, you, Miss try, try and think about coming to Sandbox. It's a... Uh... I'm uh, there. I'm there already. <laughs> in my spirit, in yeah. my head, I will be there this weekend. Amazing, amazing. Let's do it. <laughs> I would love to go and see Missy play at Sandbox, but I'm going to be at the squash tournament for the final week from Saturday in Guna. And if I go to Sandbox, I'm definitely not going to make that. Thank you very much for joining me today on Behind the Scoop. <laughs> <laughs>